Good morning, people. How's it going? Ooh, it's been a long time, but we are back. Sorry for the brief hiatus. Um, you know, it's been 2020 has been quite the year. Uh, I had a baby. 20 uh, COVID lockdown, all of that protest riots in the streets craziness i'm sure everyone's already heard about this and probably sick of thinking about it so i won't belay the point too much but uh, it's my excuse for not keeping up on this and uh apologies to anybody that was hoping to get more but good news is we're back up and running with a new vigor i'm really excited as um one thing about this pandemic thing though the outdoor activities for everybody has been one of the few sources of entertainment not you know, so many things being shut down for the longest time. You couldn't go to restaurants or bars. But throughout this whole thing, um, outdoor activities were still allowed and even encouraged. And I'm sure there's quite a few people getting into outdoor forms of entertainment just because of the situation and just being one of the few things people can do. And it's not just, I think, I mean, you can see it. You know, if you go, if you go to like any any store like a sportsman's warehouse or a walmart or something you will see their fishing sections are rated just completely rated like i think i went i don't know what i went to go get but i couldn't believe how little fishing gear there was i i would there was there was a, a run on the fishing gear early in the spring too i saw it was all wiped out i think they got a bunch of stuff back but just when i went and now that it's peak summer you know everybody's thinking about fishing now and it's a little too late for a lot of people because, like, dude, there's there's not much. So, luckily, most fishermen have enough extra crap that they can make it work. It may not be exactly what you want, but, um, yeah, you can make it work. So, uh, that's a good thing. Um, I've definitely seen this year a lot more people outside on, like, rivers and stuff and on, like, lakes I go to just complete i'm just thinking of one time i went on a river trip with a couple of friends that came to visit and i was I, I, first of all hold on let me, i'll get back to that point so i went on a river i went on a river trip with some friends that came to visit and uh my friend ended up catching his first fish it was a really nice bass it was the only bass we caught all day so that, at least he got to do that and i was happy i was happy he got to catch a, and it was a nice fish and, uh, but I was getting really pissed cause I wasn't catching anything. And, uh, on that trip, there was like, I'm not shitting you, like 30 or maybe even 40 people in kayaks passing us, which I have never, ever even come close to seeing that. Now, granted they were a party and they were just kind of like booze floating, but it was like, they're all together. But, um, yeah, I've never seen that many people on the river. And we also passed several groups of fishermen. So it's uh the fishing might get a little tougher with all that pressure you know and um but yeah so but you know they're they're robust resources they can handle they can handle the pressure i think just the fishing will get a little more difficult but on the subject of fishing so fishing i started thinking about bass fishing around mm, mid-march uh you know it, all the lakes are iced out um, 
most you know i i think about trout fishing first but and then trout fishing kind of is fleeting for me and then i'm thinking about catching some bass and uh this year i had a good trip in mid to late april i went to cuga lake and i caught a nice five pounder and a four pounder and a couple gigantic pickerels probably in the five pound range maybe even bigger than that and uh that started my year off pretty good for the warm water species um but then i had a couple trips that didn't go so well i i i don't know i went on a couple river trips where i got skunked or just maybe caught one tiny small mouth or something like that and i went on some other trips where I just wasn't doing good and I was just getting really frustrated and pissed off. And I was kind of jokingly telling everybody that, no, I quit. Everyone was asking me, oh, how's the fishing going? How's this going? I'm like, oh, no, I quit fishing. And like, cause I was just getting so, so mad at my trips out and not catching anything. And so I was just telling everyone I was quit fishing. And quite honestly, I was like, I was really pissed off at it. And I was being a little baby and I was just kind of like not doing it anymore. And I, my mind kind of went to deer. For, so for most of the summer, I've been like, oh, I can't wait for deer season. I've been, I've been prepping for deer since probably the beginning of, no, no, mid-June probably. No, maybe late June. I don't know, but that's when my mind started going towards deer prep. I'm always like, I'm always getting antsy for the next season. It's, it's kind of a problem. Maybe we should just sit down and enjoy the season I'm in, but uh, I don't know. There's so much to do. And uh, yeah, so I started getting antsy for deer. So I was just like, fuck that. I quit fishing. And uh, I was just telling everybody that, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely not true. I still fish. Um, and just yesterday, Sunday morning, or that was two days ago now, Sunday morning, I I woke up at like 5.50 or 6 or something, and you know, it's a su- Sunday morning day of just chilling, so I woke up and I felt kind of awake, and I, my wife was up feeding the baby, and I was like, hey, do you care if I just like go fishing right now? My, uh, my truck was packed because I had gone on a river fishing trip a couple of days before. So everything was in there. The kayak and everything I needed was just already just loaded up. And so she was like, uh, no, not really. I was like, I'll be back by 9 30, 10 o'clock. And it just kind of hit me. I just wanted to go to this lake that's super near my house that I fish all the time. And I know pretty well. And I just wanted to catch some bass and cook them up for dinner i don't know it just kind of just struck me i I don't know i just needed some success i guess just i felt it was just the morning i hadn't fished the morning like early morning all year it's been hot it was kind of a cooler morning i thought that you know the fish would be really active it'd be a good time to go so she's like yeah go ahead i'm like fucking sweet i was ready in about three minutes i got in my truck drove out oh side note i uh couple months ago i quit drinking coffee now i'm there's no problem with coffee i don't think there's much of a health risk but i was drinking like too much coffee and it it, it, a couple things i would be super irritable in the morning before i had my coffee and i would be mean and snappy to people 
and I it was also give I was also getting some anxiety, like getting like random panic attacks when I'd get overstressed, and like you know just kind of the situation of the world. And thank God I still have a job, but my job is uh, at home now, and it gets kind of stressful. So I I I was kind of on a hair trigger, and uh, the anxiety was like not not helping at all. And um, also, I couldn't fall asleep, so I wasn't getting good sleep at night. When I say drink too much coffee, I would drink like two pints of really dark roast, thick, like heavy coffee. And uh, I wouldn't drink it all day, but I'd pound a bunch in the morning, and I think it was just affecting me. So I quit that, and it was really hard the first week. It definitely went through some withdrawals. I just quit it cold turkey. But uh, I highly recommend it. Now when I go try to go to sleep, I just boom, zonk out. And when I want to wake up, I just I'm up, drink some water, take a shit, take a piss, and I'm ready to roll. Do a little couple stretches. And this is just as good. You have more of a even keel throughout the day. But anyway, so I, I don't need coffee to wake up. So I just up and I go. And um, I uh, so, so I drove out. The, I clocked it this time. It takes me like nine minutes from my house and then there's a little trail that you have to drag your boat and there's no boat launch so and that takes about another 10 minutes so in 20 minutes you know so about 30 minutes from when i woke up to the time i was actually fishing and um another thing i, I went on a river trip a couple of days ago like i said i had my um stuff all loaded and something i'm just starting to to, to do towards fishing, and I've heard people do it a lot. I'm starting to just become more of a minimal minimalist. Now, <clears throat> I think if we all look at our the way we fish, or if you're just getting into fishing, you want to stick to just basics. Like it doesn't. I, I feel like the baits don't matter so much. You just need confidence in them. So, I, I also heard somebody talking about this yesterday, coincidentally, but. It's just you have every cast. You have to believe that that cast can produce. You can't. There's always there's some a little bit of a cosmic tie-in to it. You have to impart that feeling to the bait. You can't just. I mean, you can, but you you just you don't. You're not really fishing unless you're imparting that feeling. Like, oh, I tossed that senko right there. That's that right there is a great spot. A fish is gonna hit it. A fish doesn't hit it. You have to have that feeling every cast, every cast, or every time you go out. You gotta believe. You you have to have that belief that what you're doing is gonna produce fish. I really I really feel that manifest the fish almost. <laughs> so, um, and everyone has their confidence baits, right? And I think someone does not really. The bait that you use is how you fish it, and you're just more likely to fish something the right way or more. I don't know. Just you're, you're, if you have, if you're using those baits, you have confidence in. I just feel like you're gonna have a more successful day on the water. Could have just said that from the beginning, but for me, depending on where I'm at, if it's like a river or it's like a a pond or a lake. Um, small pond big like i'm gonna th those those confidence baits will change but there are really only a couple baits i have a lot of confidence in and so for the river it is a fat albert on a jig head eighth ounce to a quarter ounce and maybe a popper and it's a, a surface popper and i can use anko sometimes but and oh maybe a crawdad on a jig head 
jigging that uh, like a plastic crawdad, jigging that on the bottom close to rocks or something. But basically, that's what I'm saying. So I cut my tackle box way down. I want it to fit into the pocket of my life jacket. I take two little tackle boxes, um, each one fit in the palm of your hand, and that's it. And you obviously take backups in different colors and stuff, but you really just need those base of your confidence. So I did the same thing for this trip. I real quickly went down, just grab. Uh, all I grabbed was Senkos, different colors of Senkos, different lengths, uh, hooks, and then that little tackle box, which had um, a couple poppers, surface lure poppers. This figured early in the morning, I might catch some top water action. So that's what it was. And um, I launched. And I started the day off um, with the top water. Uh, it was kind of windy, and I started this spot where I normally have success, but I did I was not producing anything for uh, really, and so I wasn't getting frustrated. I was just kind of chilling. So it was early. It was like six thirty when I started to fish, and I wasn't getting anything, and so I fished around this area for like an hour. And I picked up one one nice bass, 14-inch bass. And that was my mindset. I, I was going to keep anything from 13 to 16 inches to keep and cook. Because any smaller than that, even then, sometimes the fish can be a little skinny and not have so much meat. But the fish in this lake are kind of like brolic. And uh, so the 13 to f 16 inches is a good slot limit for me. Plus, I don't want to kill anything too small and kill anything too big. Just for whatever conservation reasons but i uh and so hold on i keep going so uh yeah so that was my slot limit i picked up a nice 14 inch bass on um on a senko right in that spot that i just started on and i fished the senko mostly but uh I was switching up the colors, switching up the rigging style, wacky, uh, or Texas rig, weedless, no weight on it. And so I picked that one first bass up, and then I wasn't doing good in the spots I was expecting to. So I moved on to the next side of the lake, uh, fished that, picked up one small 13-inch bass. I let that go because it was just barely 13 inches. Uh, I picked that up on the surface, lure popper. and Got a couple pickerel in the middle of that. And then I went to the side of the, of the lake where I don't normally fish. And it's a little, it has a, there's we there's lilies around the whole perimeter of the lake. But there's a section of, li of lilies that um, it's more narrow. And it, it has, a, it's closer to a, like a deep water. The, 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 the in incline of the lake shore is more steep uh lake shore lake bottom is more steep if that makes sense so i was fishing there and that on that side is where i picked up the next three bass and a bass limit in new york state is five fish per day minimum of 12 inches so i really wanted to get a limit but i only got four but they they were all from 13 to 14 inches so it was enough and i just wanted to get out of there by 9 30 so i could be home on time um keep the wife happy you know that keeps you efficient if you keep her happy so what i was doing mostly is and i picked these up as the day got on so they all came within like an hour and the last hour i was there 
So I don't know if I was in the wrong spot in the morning or the fishing action picked up later, but the side I picked him up on was still shaded from the sun. Um, the sun obviously rises in the east, so this would have been the western shore. I don't know if that has a thing to do with it. I know vast like, low light conditions, but you know it could just be the spot. That's the cool thing about fishing. There's so many fucking variables and time of year, right? So the place I was having success on before, not doing good right now. Um, I don't know if that's because more people have been fishing it or because of just the time of year or whatever, but all the bass, the eager bass I picked up were on that western shore. So keep that in mind. Western shore for mid mid August, late summer. See how that how that produces. And I was just taking a Sanko. I was catching them on black and and um, black and blue June bug and uh, green and red like flake watermelon pattern. Those are, those are two two uh, colors I have a lot of faith in. And the water in this lake is pretty clear, so. Um, yeah, so I was doing it weedless, and I was seeing fish feeding in the shallows too. So I I, I caught one that I just I was seeing something hit the surface, and I uh, I tossed right at it. And he gobbled it up. And that was that was the last fish I picked up, and uh, so yeah. Oh, I was catching them pretty close into shore in some like little areas of where no pads were, casting the senko right in there, and um picking them up that way and also just catching them off the deep end of those lily pads where the open water starts and the lily pads end. So just like most, I don't, maybe not most, but at least the creatures I go after edge edge is always, always what you're looking for transition. Very few things are caught out in the middle of open, open stuff. So anyway, so I have them on my stringer. I got four nice bass on the stringer. And um, I have this heavy-duty stringer that I made for snakehead fishing, and it's pretty sick. It's like a tent stake on a key ring on, a, on an old piece of, like, a electrical cord, like the cord that you'd use to connect, like, a fan to the wall. I just had an old thing that didn't work, and I just cut the cord off and I cut the ends off and I use that as the rope of the stringer but when I take that tent stake and that key ring I force it through the uh, gill opening it usually will snip a gill and have them start bleeding out and then I take my knife and I give them one uh, a, a chop straight through the top of their head to through their spine to kill them instantly because I just I just feel like it's not cool to just drag around something on a stringer slowly killing it not not down for that. So in the water, I've done that. In the water, uh, even the, even in kind of summery waters, and the fish quality hasn't gone bad at all. So so yeah. So so that was I got my four bass, pretty straightforward. Um, came home, and my wife and daughter went out to go do some errands, and I stayed home with the baby. I just propped him on the counter next to me. He just kind of watching me. He's only three months. He doesn't really not much as long as he can see somebody he's usually chilling pretty good as long as he has his binky but uh so i started filleting the fish i'm not that great of a fillet but i'm getting better and um i had one of that 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 small mouth bass my friend caught the big one we kept it and i had it frozen waiting for when i had more fish so i unthawed that and just filleted all the fish and people that think largemouth bass aren't good, you're crazy. I mean, th granted, this lake is pretty secluded and it's not polluted at all. But 
Man, I filleted those bass, got all the bones out of them. They make some pretty hefty fillets, even on those 13-inch fish. Real nice, thick, and meaty. And um, I I fillet them. Get, you know, off this game. No, I, I, you gut them first. No need to scale them. Um, and then you just get do the If you don't know how to fillet, you have to figure it out. Don't be, don't be afraid to fuck up a couple fish. And don't beat yourself up if you don't get every ounce of meat off them. It's, it can be a little tricky, but you'll get the hang of it with practice, just like anything else. And uh, so I, I get the fillets, and I got probably, I don't know, it wouldn't be five pounds, probably like three pounds of meat. Three pounds of meat? I think so. And uh, I, I soaked the fillets in whole milk for maybe four hours, five hours, six hours. You could do it overnight. The longer it won't hurt, but I would say a minimum of four hours. And then, um, and uh, so for to fry them, I use I, I like peanut oil, but they didn't have it, and they use vegetable oil and a cast iron pan, probably half an inch to an inch deep of oil. And then I just use this uh cornmeal breading called Louisiana, they have it at Walmart, it's in the blue package. They have a red package that's the spicy version, but since everyone's eating, I, I make it the less spicy. And then I just add a little uh, garlic powder. If I have Cajun seasoning, I'll add a little of that. I didn't have any. I just added black pepper. And um, literally, you just take take the fillets. They've been soaking in the milk. You just take them out of the milk, let them drip, set them in that that breading, flip both sides, put it on the plate to be fried. And uh, you just coat them all, and then get the get the oil like nice and hot. You want your oil to heat up for a minute first. That's what gives it that extra crispiness. So I let it kind of go for like 15 minutes before I start frying. And um, and yeah, dude, they came out amazing. Like we, my wife and daughter love fish fry. They love it. It's one of their favorite things that I make. And uh, we've made it with like store bought tilapia in the past, and that shit is just whack. It's just mushy and bland and this i mean i'm not gonna say that the largemouth bass is bursting with flavor but it's definitely like a meatier better texture and way more delicious and 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 they both liked it too so as long as you can keep that skin off it and uh take those bones out of it it's it's fucking a pleasure to eat it's it's amazing i was eating it cold for breakfast the next day with homemade tartar sauce so so anyway that uh that put me back on the bandwagon might get a couple more fishing trips in before the summer is over, but, uh, my mind is pretty much set on, uh, I'm really jacked up about deer hunting this year. Um, and that, I'll talk about that in my next, my next segment here, my next podcast, but I just wanted to say thanks. I miss whoever you are. We don't really interact too much, but this is more of a, a journaling exercise for me. And, uh, if anyone can listen to it and get some benefit out of it, that's fucking sweet. But, uh, hey, if you want, reach out to me on social media, Alan J. Smitty, on, uh, on all platforms. But, okay, guys, thanks for listening. I'll catch you on the next one.